Good morning and welcome in to DNBR Rams Live presented by High Plains Strains, the Northeastern Colorado dispensary, providing a top quality cannabis and wide variety of products. If you give them a visit, be sure to mention DNBR to take advantage of their deals. Thursday, January 25th, uh, Rams coming off of another tough loss in Reno last night, 77-64. They fall to Nevada. Um, We're going to get into a bunch of stuff. I'll give some takeaways from the matchup itself, talk about kind of the key uh, numbers and just some of the the key stretches there. Um, But I mean, big picture, this uh, this sets the Rams back pretty significantly in the Mountain West title race. Um, Yeah. I don't want to be like over dramatic. I often tell people not to be Humpty Dumpty and you know, the sky is falling. The sky is falling when it's not. Um, I had some people unsurprisingly, you know, upset last night tweeting about how they're not even going to make the tournament. That's not, that's not even close um, to, to where this team is at right now, but it, it's, it's disheartening for sure to see them struggle in these first three road games, the way that they have the offense has not traveled at all. What kind of stood out to you, Dre from this matchup against Nevada? Obviously we're going to talk about Jared Lucas and Keenan Blackshear who are awesome, but just what stood out to you about this loss? Positive. Sometimes I start negative on a win and I'll start positive on a loss. I thought that was the best game Lake strong have played in a while. Oh, they were great. I really, I think we kind of had two like notes going into next week and it was Neek because of his athleticism. You know, you need to kind of match up athletically with some of these Mountain West teams. And he's one of those guys that can give you that. So you need a Neek to step up some ways. Yes. Some ways. No. And you needed the backcourt to travel and step up. Uh, and I really liked what I saw from Lake and Strong. Palmer didn't get a ton of run in the minutes that mattered in the second half. Um, and you know, it, the the front court was an issue. The front court was an issue. Winning the rebounding battle, staying out of foul trouble, and that plus Neek, and you know. Zay, Zay kind of had a low-key great game again because he he just maneuvered things. He 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 conducted the pace so well. I mean, all those fast break opportunities, they mm-hmm. found the entire game to stay in it. Almost all of those are coming off. Uh, you know, Isaiah Stevens running the point and kind of leading the show. He had some amazing pocket passes, you know, off screens and stuff, got the bigs involved still and got easy touches. You just never quite saw that rhythm offensively in the half court. Um, So, I mean, I kind of unloaded the clip there for you. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I think a lot of things compounded in this one. Um, Going back to your original point, Jalen Lake, Josiah Strong, those guys were big. Uh, They combined for 25. Without them, you're probably down double digits at halftime instead of only seven. Oh, yeah. Allowed the Rams to hang around, which, I mean, really... They did that all game. I know they ended up losing by 13. They're down six, basically the entirety of that second half. They're within striking distance. Yep. They're able to kind of keep it yep. at two possessions. They just couldn't ever get it below that six mark, unfortunately. And totally. every time it seemed like, oh, you know, CSU's got some life here. You know, they went down 12 at one point. Then they immediately cut it to six. You're like, all right, here's the run. And then, you know, Lucas makes a, another contested, you know, mid-range shot. And 
you got to credit Jared Lucas, 28 points, 10 of 14 from the floor, three of three from deep, five of five from the free throw line. He was nuts. incredible. He was nuts. He got very few like uncontested, completely open shots in this. I felt like defensively the Rams were solid. I tweeted that night. A couple people pushed back just because you play good D doesn't mean you're going to get a stop. And just because you got a stop doesn't mean that you played good D necessarily. And they made these guys work for everything. But to Nevada's credit, a desperate team that had lost three straight coming in, they stepped up on their home court and their veterans, they carried them to victory. Those guys were huge. Lucas was hitting big shots all night. Blackshear at the end was kind of the closer. A thousand percent. You know, I've talked about it multiple times on this podcast, how deep this league is, how, you know, many talented backcourt duos there are and Blackshear and Lucas, we've, we've seen them when they're on, they're as hot as anybody. And they are guys that can kind of shoot you out of a game just as, as much as they can shoot you into it. But they were on and CSU, their stars, they were off. You know, I I don't think it's a situation where we need to get like all that dramatic about it or be like, what the hell is wrong with these guys? As you mentioned, Isaiah, he didn't have any points at halftime. I do feel like he hunted a shot more in the second half, but that whole situation and it it's complex, you know, kind of going back to what Medved said on the pod, like you want him to play within the flow of the game. As you mentioned, he's doing his thing as a facilitator. He's getting guys open looks. Yeah. The Rams just aren't hitting those open looks right now. And that's really the biggest difference in this game is that both teams played really physically. Both teams played good defense. Nevada hit a lot of tough shots. Nevada hit their free throws. CSU missed a lot of open shots and they still miss too many free throws. So, I mean, yeah, it's a trend that really goes back to the start of conference play now. Um, and honestly, like if I was an opposing team, I would keep daring some of these guys to shoot like the Joe Palmers and, you know, Cartier's had a, a rough stretch offensively. I thought he played hard yeah. uh, despite picking up the fouls, you know, but unique to some extent, unique, it's just everyone like they mm-hmm. need all these guys to step up in the big moment. And Jalen Lake really, I feel like was the only guy that did offensively. Yeah. Josiah had a yeah. couple of moments. Isaiah down the stretch, you know, had had some moments there, but it wasn't his typical efficient scoring, you know, performance mm-hmm. that we're used to seeing. And I'm not trying to like make it seem like I'm, you know, blaming any of these guys individually or like, you know, throwing any of them under the bus. Like I said, it's a collective issue right now. A lot of things that are kind of compounding, but this offense has just really been out of sync now for like three and a half weeks. Yeah, these aren't the kind of games you want. The Rams are going to be at their best in. You want to be in more of a high-scoring type of game. You want um, the tempo, too. Like, mm-hmm. that was another thing. Nevada mm-hmm. was great. They were eating up the shot clock. Um, I don't know how many possessions were in this game, but I imagine it was less than normal. Um, and look, you're not going to win on the road very much when you're shooting 6-23 to 23 from 3. That's what you're saying about making shots, right? And take Lakes 3-6 out of the equation. It's what three of 17, like yikes. And they were um, open. Some of them wide some, open. Some and some Nevada's playing tight defense and they're, you know, in the flow. I mean, it just the half so much. So many of their points came off either say just getting great passes, another 10 assists, no turnovers, 37 minutes. I mean, woo. on the road woo, against um, a really good defensive backcourt too i mean no blackshear is as no good doubt. of a defensive guard as there is in this league well and i mean doing that when <laughs> the entire team's struggling is really really impressive um and it's why like scott has 10 points you know and, and is still involved in the game but 
it's so much of that came in on the fast break, which I think, you know, sometimes you got to commit more numbers to run than you do to the glass. And it's a double-edged sword. It's, it's like, when, you know, sword. when you get out and running, you're probably going to give up more offensive rebounds, yeah. which is an area that CSU was susceptible uh, early on in the season. Totally. But, I mean, I, they were great in transition. And when they were they able were to get out and run outside of, there were like maybe two stretches where they jacked a transition three that was open. And, you know, you don't fault the guys necessarily, but it, again, going back to that interview with Medved a couple weeks back where he talks about like, maybe be a little bit more mm -hmm. patient there. Like let's, mm -hmm. let's work it to the rim. Or even if we do get a jump shot, let's make sure it's completely in rhythm. Your feet are set. It's not, Oh, I got to get this up before yeah. the D's gets, you know, set. But I think that's going to be a big factor for CSU in these Mountain West yeah. games against these bigger teams that are physical is what are you able to do to counter when they're completely, you know, setting the tone? And I credit Nevada again. They they played physically, defensively, offensively. Yeah. They played with purpose. They were very intentful in trying to limit as many possessions as the Rams had. And they hit a lot of tough shots at the end of the shot clock. Like at some point, you just kind of tip your hat to two dudes who had a career night. And I know the Ram fans right now listening are, are struggling because it feels like every year CSU will have a, a good player, a guy that's in the all conference mix, but not a conference player of the year type guy go off and have his Kobe game against the, the Rams, the, the Bryce Hamiltons of the world. It's like he dropped 35 against CSU. Do you see that? It happens. Um, Combined 19 of 26 Lucas and Blackshear. And again, I feel like they had very few like easy buckets. Yeah. Yeah. So I felt like defensively the Rams executed the game plan. They got it. They made them work for everything. Sometimes, you know, a good bucket beats good defense. And that's just kind of what I felt like mm -hmm. happened. And conversely for CSU, they couldn't buy a bucket for long stretches of the game. And yeah. they got to figure it out. It's going to, they got to figure it out in these road settings. Um, Cause they had their opportunities. It's just like you said, so much of the second half was staying at six, you know, Nevada might go up to eight Rams would respond right back, get it at six, get the stop. And then you couldn't make that, that maybe decent look you got to take it yeah. to four, to take it to three. I think it got as low as five when strong finally hit or late. They might've got it to five three, at one point. Yeah. And then it was yeah. that, that went quickly. So uh, that's where Blackshear kind of took over. Honestly, that's where it Agreed switched down from the Lucas stretch. to Blackshear, but Hey, it's going to be like that sometimes. I love that they were able to run that consistently on the road. I love that they were able to get their shots. There were moments, especially second half of the first half, where it seemed like the half-court offense was more in rhythm. The ball was popping a little more. There was more movement off ball. And it was Agreed. like, okay, this is how you're going to... But then you also need the shots to fall. And two other guys kind of had career nights. In a place that I believe the broadcast said... Nevada was 23 and two at home the last two seasons combined. It's, it's been a tough place for everyone in the league. I mean, road wins are not going to come easy in this league. No, um, no, no doubt. They, they do happen. And that's why when they do happen, they're so huge. And that's, I think big picture and, and we'll keep getting into some more takeaways from this, but I think big picture, just kind of putting a bow on this intro segment here. It's disappointing because you're zero and three. I don't feel like CSU played poorly against Utah State, Boise State, or Nevada. They didn't lay down in any of them. They're right there in all of them. But it's three big missed opportunities because you only have so many chances. And now, you know, you got a huge game coming up Saturday in Wyoming. We'll talk about that in a little bit. 
you're going to have to try and like steal one in the pit or Viejas now if you realistically want to win the league, I think. Now, it's very possible that some of these other top teams go out on the road and have the exact same struggles the Rams do. And all, you know, I was saying before, I think it's going to be a five loss team that wins the league and maybe it becomes more like a six or seven because it just really is that much of a gauntlet in this conference. Yeah. But the reality is, is you really would have liked to have stolen one of these three, you know, initial road games. The The benefit is you're three and oh at home. You're yep. taking care of a business at Moby, so you don't have any bad losses yet either. You don't have any bad losses on the season, mm-hmm. but the, the you know the path to a title it it got a lot more challenging. Yeah, is it time to recalibrate? I don't think necessary. I think because we have to see like what happens with all these other top teams. Like I just have a hard time seeing any of these top three or four teams sweeping multiple of the other top teams. Now you might get one and that could be a huge factor if you know if you're like a a New Mexico for instance who already beat San Diego State at home if you're able to then go to the pit and beat them as well like yeah. that's going to be yeah. a huge advantage now and if you're the Rams now not only do you need to try and steal one you also can't afford to drop any ones against you know like an Air Force who just kicked UNLV's ass Wyoming is one two of three they have some confidence a game in Laramie is never easy. Yeah. It just it puts you in a spot where you have very little uh, room for error at this point. You know your margins are, are just very thin right now. And thousand percent, I could see a situation where this team gets hot, especially with the veteran leadership they have. And like, yeah, they they just end the season on a tear and they find a way to to steal one in a league that's going to be very very tight. But I also think you know coming into the league slate, it was more like you know this absolutely should be the, the mountain West championship team. And I still feel like it should be viewed as like a team that was capable of doing it, but I don't think they're like the foregone favorite at this point anymore. And obviously the odds would tell you the same thing. Like I, I think at this point they're kind of on the outside looking in and in order to take that regular season title, they're going to have to do something pretty remarkable here. And that's not to say that they can, I'm not throwing in the towel, but realistically you're probably more at this point thinking about NCAA tournament seating. And, you mm-hmm. know, I've said all along mm-hmm. that making a run in the tournament means a hell of a lot more to me than winning the Mountain West. I want to see this group win the Mountain West. They've never done it. So I want to see them do it. But like, I, I mean, as, as long as they make the tournament and like have some success, I'm not going to be like devastated. You know, I don't, I'm just trying to keep it even like, yes, it'd be, it'd be disappointing, especially after the start, you know, you're 13 I and mean, one. I think that's a recalibration. You know, it's, you're not thinking top 20 ranked. You're not thinking top five seed necessarily. But I think you could be a top 20 team and finish third or fourth in the league potentially. Totally. And I mean, in a neutral site, this team's going to be as frisky as any. I mean, and that's the, the big factor. Like, the postseason's going to be played in neutral courts, you know. And I, I, we've seen what this team is capable of doing at home and in a neutral setting. I do think just from like a confidence standpoint, you got to find a way to kind of steal some of these on the road. I don't know. I mean, I guess, well, yes, technic- technically a, a recalibration, but also like it doesn't like my view of this team has not changed. I don't think their ceilings any different. I just think I think the league is even better than I thought it was being quite honest. It's stacked, man. And by the time we talk next week, we might be a completely different tune if you're able to take care of business on the road and then, you know, protect that home court against uh, San Diego State. Big one coming up. Headband giveaway night. It's going to be a lot of fun. Um, 
want to shout out our homies over at Breckenridge Brewery. There's nothing better than sitting around having an ice cold Breck brew in hand, kicking back, maybe watching a little college basketball. Breck Brew's been doing it for 33 years. It all comes down to their love and passion for making good beer. That might be 34 now. I updated it from 32 to 33 last year. It might be 34 now. Uh, 100% renewable energy. They make everything with. That's awesome. You love a globally conscious company. You love a locally focused company like Breck. Try any of their awesome selection. Avalanche Amber Ale, Mountain Beach. You can't go wrong with any of them. Check out the Breck Beer Locator at breckbrew.com. Find a brew near you. I also got to talk to you guys about our presenting sponsor, The Homies at High Plains Strains. And of course, they are the dispensary in Northeastern Colorado. Like Ohio State is the Ohio State University. They are the High Plains Strains. They are the (laughs) premier dispensary. And they've got it all. They've got premium flour. You know, if you need a little bit of concentrates, edibles, whatever you need, they've got it. There are three locations conveniently in Northeastern Colorado. All of them have drive throughs so you don't even have to get out of your car. Check them out. Log Lane Village, Garden City, and Sedgwick. If you are out there, they are the dispo for you. We're in the heart of winter. They make your life easy. Some of their deals include a full ounce for 80, Veritas 8th for 25, Mammoth 1 gram cartridges, for 15 or exquisite extracts, four for 40. Remember to use that code DNVR online or mention DNVR in stores to take advantage of these high plane strains deals. Nice. Whew. Nicely done. All right. So we've hit on a lot of these takeaways kind of intermittently, but we'll just, just kind of dive into some of the stuff here and, and then we'll focus on the Mountain West as a whole, kind of give an update on the league. We'll talk about the, the latest power rankings. Um, you finished minus two on the glass, which, you know, you hung well. I didn't think it was a, a huge factor necessarily. Didn't give up a ton of, you know, offensive rebounds. There were some putbacks that they were able to get. And that's just going to be hard for a team like CSU that doesn't have a, you know, like a true seven footer mm-hmm. when you have a, a guy coming over the back of you like that. Yeah. You're going to be at a, you're going to be at a disadvantage there. It's been um, more of an issue in other losses. Yeah. Agreed. I do feel like physically they made it really hard and CSU, especially on the defensive side, you know, they've kind of struggled to keep some of these big dudes out of the paint without fouling. And, you know, the foul trouble has been an issue now, basically in every loss. Big issue. Um, they're going to have to figure out, especially on the road when you're not going to get a whistle. And <laughs> I've had some Ram fans complain to me. It's like, well, we don't get a whistle at Moby either. Sometimes it feels that way as a fan. But you're basketball, not gonna you're, you're not gonna get like those like 50 50 calls on the road. It's just human nature. The refs are gonna give it to the home team in that instance, and you've got to adjust to it. Like you've got to figure out how do we keep these guys out of here without you know without slapping and picking up some of these cheap fouls that have really hurt the Rams. And I mean it, that comes down to some of the athleticism, physicality, size shortcomings that this team has. Yeah, there are just some matchups where it's just not going to be yeah. great for them. Like that's, yeah, and that's not going to be where they thrive. But that's where you and know, like, like, could strong be more aggressive getting to the rim? Could guy, you know, like we got to get Scott cooking more. And Bemba needs to go to drawing more fouls and less committing fouls. Right? Uh, can can Neek take the game to the next level? Break guys down yeah. a little more down on the wing and and attack the rim a bit more in those kind of games. I mean. That's part of it too, right? And the other part is definitely, I mean, the road is just the road. Well, I it's think on top, out. I mean, it's, I, could, I just, 
I think it's easy right now to look at like one thing and just be like, this is the problem. They're not hitting sure, shots. Sure. That is a big problem. Yeah. But it all, it's like all kind of compounding, you know, like we're having a hard time getting in the paint because they're clogging up the lanes because they're not scared of these other guys hitting shots on the outside. Yeah. As soon as they start knocking down some of those shots, the spacing completely changes. Mm -hmm. Now that lane for Neek to attack the hoop is there or somebody like, you know, Josiah Isaiah is a guy, you know, you feel pretty confident and Neek to an extent of him putting the, the ball on the floor in any circumstance. And generally speaking, probably he's going to be able to get a quality look. Some of these other guys, you kind of need the the spacing to open up a yeah. little bit. And I think if you knock down some of these open threes that you're missing right now, if you capitalize on some of these layups, you're leaving short all of a sudden, you know, the, those guys, like they got to close out a little bit harder. Now I've got a driving lane all of a sudden, because they close out harder. Like I went past them. Even if you miss, I've got a chance at an offensive rebound or like if you're getting back, it's just all these little things that are kind of compounding. And, you know, we kind of talked about it a lot in football with the air raid this is kind of a finesse offense like the air raid. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. it's, it's quick tempo. You want to get everybody involved, but it's very execution based is what uh -huh. I mean is in, if you are not executing, if all those cogs are not flowing very easily, you know, it, it, it can it's get, get a little up. ugly. Yeah. We're more of a sports car than that. Like 1992 civic thousand percent. And that sports car needs to operate as it's intended to operate is what you're saying. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Thousand percent. Yeah, and how do you get back in that rhythm? You know, and that's the just thing. Make like, shots. <laughs> just make it make some shots. And that's you know, I think it's Nico does such a great job because sometimes you know we're just pestering. Like, what do you do? And he's it's like, stop missing the shots that are there and open. Yeah. Like, at the end of the day, like some it's not. And it, some of that comes down to just take a breath. Mm -hmm. You know. Take a sack, take that extra step, that extra dribble. And like I think some of these yourself, guys are you know? in their head a little bit. I think you can see it. It's been a tough stretch. With so Cartier's like happen. body language, you know, I, I definitely can tell he looks frustrated. He hasn't yeah. looked yeah. quite as assertive offensively. You know, he's a For guy sure, whose man. footwork is incredible when he wants to like post up. If you're not hitting those threes, let's get you some touches down low. Yeah. It's harder when you're not on the floor because you're in foul trouble. Um, but I just think if they could do a couple of things here, just get Cartier going at the top of the key, hit some of these threes, get a couple of those other wings, you know, just knocking down a few of these open jump shots. Yeah. Then all of a sudden these lanes open up for Neek. Isaiah's going to have more space. If you give him more space, it's only going to benefit this team because you can see what he can do even when it's tight. I, I just think they've got to get a couple of things going here. And then all of a sudden that flow is going to get going. And there was, there was, you mentioned it earlier, I think a, a stretch in that second half for about five, six minutes where it did feel like, all right, we're mm -hmm. going. Mm -hmm. And then they missed a couple of shots yeah. and then it, yeah. you kind of felt the air go out of the building. For sure. And I mean, when's the last time two of the three bigs had like good games at the same time? It's been a while. It's been Feels an either like or one, situation. One of the three yeah. basically, right? There's been a Cardia game, a Scott game earlier in the season, maybe some Mbemba games. Mbemba games probably when... Scott or Cartier were also having a good game, you know? Yeah. So yeah, it's been a minute and you, you kind of need that too. I mean, just like making shots, being able to put a little more pressure on the rim where you all of a sudden, Oh shit, we got to double this guy, you know, like he's a problem or we're forcing, we're forced to foul a little more, make those defenders think just a split second longer. And yeah. then all of a sudden that, you know, it's just, yeah. it's, it's a game of milliseconds. Like sometimes we can be cliches, but like right now, 
I feel like defensively, you can be pretty sure in what you're doing because it's like, I'm not going to drastically try and, you know, contest the shot. I'm yeah. not going to close out yeah. on him because I don't think he's going to hit it. Totally. Right. It's a game plan you or I can draw up. It's like, yeah, I mean, just do Take your it. best on Isaiah Stevens and force him to make shots. And we're not too concerned about pressure on the rim. And we'll adjust from there. I got a comment here. <laughs> Damn it, Bobby. They were too small when they lost to Michigan in the tournament to going to have to start recruiting some bigs in the future. Um, respectfully, easier said than done. It, it's like that's kind of like going on a football stream and being like, we just need to get a, a three technique that can also rush the passer. That's 300 pounds. We need a five-star quarterback. You're not going to sign a true seven footer in this league. It's, it's just not, not that is a Hunter Dickinson and, and does the things you want. You might get a guy that's big. That's just big. How about more athletic down low? I think Forget they did that this year. Inches, you I know. think they did that as a whole significantly. So is that coming? Are those underclassmen that just don't have the minutes right now to really be relied on upon? Well, I think you need Joel Scott to do more than he has for sure in that regard. But I think like what they basically like you weren't able to get a true seven footer. So we, they were like, all right, well, we're just going to make our entire lineup six, five and up instead of last year where you're rolling a bunch of six, four dudes and under. I don't think they're a small ball team like I don't know. I'm not trying to argue and say like they they shouldn't pursue a guy like that. I just mean it's it's easier said than done. That's all I'm saying. The, the true sure. seven footers of the world that can shoot and are also athletic and dynamic like they end up at the Michigans of the world for a sure, reason. Sure. Also but schematically what with what more you physical or more athletic. Like, is need, there one aspect of the front court? They just you need to be address? tougher. I don't think it's a, I think I think guys like Bemba and Scott are capable of doing it. Yeah. I think they have to adjust to league play, which is tough. And we need to remember the fact that both of these guys, although have played basketball at a high level in other, you know, Benba professionally overseas, Joel Scott at the highest level D2, it takes a while to adjust in the Mountain West. Like we, we saw it last year with Cartier, especially making the jump. He's having kind of another rough stretch here. Yeah. Um, I think they've just kind of got to figure out like, the spacing, the, the physicality, just what can I get away with from the officials? What can't I get away with? Mm -hmm. Like, I think there is a feel it out process. So they, they straight up got bullied in that Michigan game. So anybody that's like kind of hesitant, I I'm not trying to tell you like what you're watching. Like you don't know what you're watching. It's the truth. They've got to be tougher. They've got to be more physical there, but I don't think it's necessarily a personnel issue. I just think it's the guys that they have need to get their footing. And I hope, yeah. I hope that's the case. I could just be wrong. I mean, the hope is they come out of this stretch and start playing a little more loose like they were in the out-of-conference. Because, I mean, or even earlier in the conference slate, you know, when, when Cartier was having his games, when Scott, Scott is that physical, muck it up, like, oh, yeah, he's going to draw a bunch of fouls. He's going to get you those dirty rebounds. And in Bemba, that was the athleticism size with some, like, oh, wow, there's some IQ here. Like, he can dish it. He's got some touch, you know? Like, there was a lot to like. And you thought, man, he's showing this two weeks into his freshman career. Where can we be at two months in, right? He's just struggling to stay on the floor without getting in foul trouble. Oh, and yeah. that's pretty common for freshmen. You hope he figures it out. I mean, they're going to need him. And, the, like, San Diego State, some of these games, like, they don't have a chance if Bemba doesn't 
These are matchups where they need them for sure, man. And I do think that like we're seeing Joel Scott kind of find some of that confidence back um, these last couple of games. Cartier, you know, just sometimes you hit a couple of shots and that's all it takes. Mm -hmm. So I I hope it comes. I think we've got a lot of astute comments here in the comment section. I appreciate everybody. I think everybody's locked in. Uh, Shout out to my guy, Eric Bjork. Much love. Former uh, roommate of mine back in college. Oh, yeah. Love to see that. You made my day, man. Um, but especially everybody else, man. Damn it, Bobby. <laughs> you don't got a name, so I'm just going to do the impersonation. But we I appreciate you guys uh, locking in with us. We've got plenty to talk about still. What other notes do you think we didn't touch on yet? Um, or do we preview? Do we preview this massive upcoming two games? Yeah, let's let's kind of get into these next couple of games. I guess the last thing I'll just kind of say here is. This was a frustrating loss because it was a missed opportunity. It's a frustrating loss because you were there. You're hanging around the whole time. Oh, if, if you're oh. able to just kind of figure out a five-minute stretch, you're maybe able to steal one where you didn't quite deserve it necessarily. Um, and that's not to say that they played poorly, but you know what I mean. Like a night where it didn't seem like it's the cards were in your favor. Like you're cold, you're cold, you're cold, and you get hot just at the right yeah, time like, and you steal it. I know I was kind of hanging on for that too. And it was like, ah, damn. And I you think, know, honestly, these losses don't bother me if they had just whooped air forces ass, you know, it, the air force win being as tough as it was. Does it make you feel any better considering they just it. went into Vegas and beat them by 35? No, <laughs> I mean, yes, it does. That, that would help. Um, they did that. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's the stretch where you feel like, okay, I just mean, happened, I think but. air force is a little better than I was giving them credit for. And I will eat that. I don't think they're a good team. I think they have three really good players, Bo Becker, Pertritus, and, um, trying to blank on the point guard. I'm other shooter. Anyways, they've got, they've got three dudes that are capable everybody else. Um, and those dudes have been hot. Those guys have been good. These last four or five games, they all, they should have beat San Jose or yeah, they should have beat San Jose, but San Jose yeah. stole it late. Yeah. Um, they should have beat CSU, lost that one. Um, I don't know, man. When, you, when you've got veterans... Did you find the name, by the way? You said Pertitis. Pertitis, Bo Becker. Becker, Taylor Mills. Taylor. Yeah. Alex Taylor. Thank you. Um, Ethan Taylor. Good Lord. Ethan, Ethan, Ethan. Yes. You got All it. right. Let's just, let's move <laughs> Only on. You. Let's move on. You're like, you're like playing a, a memory game with yourself. I Everyone know. else would have been fine with you. not mentioning <laughs> the third guy. I know, but it, it killed me. Uh, you need more out of your stars. Point blank period. That was the last thing I was going to say, especially on the road. You aren't going to win. If you get a combined 17 out of Neek, Pat and Isaiah and 15 of that came in the second half. It's that simple, especially when their stars go 19 to 26 from the field for over 40 combined. Yeah. Their stars outshined ours tonight. I In a best no of seven. No doubt. Give me Isaiah. Give me Neek. But you lost game one. Totally. And when you're at home, that's where your stars really need to outshine. And, and that's that starts a, that, with this That's Tuesday another factor. At home, like when San Diego State comes here, they're going to need some of these guys like Joe Palmer, I had Steve Moser on the podcast a, a couple back. He he does a great job covering the league as a whole. Um, That's where I'm them, you know, the the younger guys, the deeper, the depth, the youth needs to show up, especially when you're at Moby, especially at home. And no more slow starts. 
Yeah. Banned forever, slow starts. I don't know what it is, man. Like, I, I really don't. It That hurts them a, a lot. That's I been just, part I don't of this get stretch. It. I don't feel like it's it's like I don't feel like the, the mentality has been bad or like they haven't, you know, like they've come out lethargic or anything like that. They just they haven't been as sharp. And I, they seem to figure it out. They are certainly a second half mm-hmm. team. Four double digit comebacks this season. They played better in the second half last night than they did in the first. But yeah, it's not lethargic. It's more like shots don't fall and they got they get caught up in being drawn into some ticky tack fouls early on. It just it I like do think gets them out of rhythm. Of yeah. You know? The foul trouble early on has been a big issue for this team. So maybe mm-hmm, that's it. It's the foul mm-hmm. trouble is just kind of throwing a wrench in their rhythm on both sides. Um We'll see. Obviously, they've got a huge game coming up Saturday. Uh, they yeah. got to go to Arena Auditorium up in Laramie, my favorite name of any venue in the country. Is it an arena? Is it in an auditorium? It is both. It is the Arena Auditorium. It's uh, the Taco Bell Pizza Hut of, <laughs> yeah. of Wyoming. <laughs> Going to Laramie is never a fun situation. Um, it's a rivalry game. You never want to discount that. This is their Super Bowl. They know that the Rams have been, you know, the the national team this year, one of the national teams in the Mountain West. Some of their their momentum's fizzled here a little bit, but like they would love nothing more to play spoilers. And you know, they they've they've pushed the Rams a couple of times in recent years when CSU had a pretty significant talent advantage. So I'm interested to see. I mean, Wyoming, they've they've won two of three coming in. They played pretty tough against San Diego State on the road. It was a four-point game with like 12 minutes left. Yeah. You know, I Linder's a good coach. I have a ton of respect for them. They play hard. They have an identity. This is a game where your depth should shine through. You know, you, you should be able to go three, four deeper than them, and that should make a factor. It, I've seen it before, though. I like I'm very nervous going into this game in Laramie. I'm very nervous. All these road games, it's like the other team's Super Bowl, you know? You got to be comfortable with being the hunted. And uh, if Sam Griffin goes off, he's averaging 47% from three. He's hot, dude. <laughs> Nuts. You know, goes off, things could be, get complicated. Well, they scored 98 points and they went over Nevada. So, so you got to throw bodies at him, right? That's where the depth comes in. Just a bunch of guys to... Muck it up. I I hope this can be another game where Lake and Strong just get get lots of minutes, get in rhythm, you know, just play well. I mean, you just gotta assume that Neek and Isaiah are gonna have a bigger scoring game than they did in this one. Just playing the the averages. That's the thing. You know, getting back in a rhythm would be huge. Um, Yeah. Can you hunt Griffin a little bit defensively to tire him out? You know, establish a lead too. Like, don't. Don't put yourself in a spot where you're playing from behind on the road and the Wyoming crowd gets into it and all of a sudden, you know, you've got to hit six threes over the stretch to, you know, fight your way back in. Like, get up, put your foot on the throttle and beat a team that you're better than. And correct me if I'm wrong, but Wyoming, not the biggest team either. No, they're not. So that's, this is a get right game for those bigs who we just talked about, right? Yeah. 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 There's no Graham EK down there to, you know, wreck your shit. Totally. Um, new shirt is coming soon, Taylor. Skis. Yes, sorry. Yeah. In the comment section, we do have a new t- shirt coming soon. I don't have the official details on that, but I will get it to you as soon as possible. Eyes emojis. Eyes just, emojis. Just stay tuned on all our channels. Don't mess out. Yeah. I didn't mean to interrupt you there. You had one more point? No. Uh, I, I was just saying, 
but an undersized team can get hot shooting at nope. home. And that's what you need to be wary of. Yeah. All right, let's wrap it up. Let's get into our Mountain West power rankings. We'll kind of talk about San Diego State. We'll talk about some of these other teams in the the process here. Buying tickets first. Let's go. Should not be stressful. Let's go. It shouldn't be like me watching Mountain West oh games, watching the officiating and wanting to rip my hair out. It should be smooth. <laughs> it should be joyful even. And with most companies, it's just not. You think you're going to get a deal, you're all stoked. Oh, you know, Imagine Dragons, whoever the hell you want to see. They're in town. Wow, shots, shots to those guys. I just, it was the first band I thought of. I don't know. I um, love it. You're like, man, $25 tickets. What a deal. Then you go to check out and it's, you know, a, a service fee, a convenience fee. A, right. You tried to buy tickets on a Wednesday fee. Sorry, yeah. you needed to buy them tomorrow. It's just become ridiculous. And that's why we have partnered up with Game Time because Game Time, they are by the people, they are for the people. It's the best way to get last minute deals. They've got deals sometimes even an hour into the game. So like if you're just in the city, you know, maybe oh. it's a Tuesday night, the Nuggets are playing. Check that app. You might be able to get in there for like six, seven bucks and maybe you only missed four or five minutes of the game. Like it's phenomenal prices for the San Diego State game. Get in there, guys. Get in there. Headband giveaway night. We need all the energy we can up in Moby. It's got to be rocking. Hey, game you want to go up to Laramie? Boom. You can get tickets there too. How much? The best. How, what are we seeing? Yeah, pretty nice prices, Jay Mike. Pretty nice prices in the in the 40s and 30s. For a big time rivalry game between two college basketball teams, you can't ask for much better than that. Take the guesswork out of buying tickets with game time. Download the app, create an account, use the code DNVR for $20 off your first purchase. Terms to apply again, create an account, use that code DNVR for $20 off. Download game time today. Last minute uh, last minute tickets, lowest prices guaranteed. Hell yeah. Finally, the homies at Fubo, they're revolutionary. They have brought altitude back into my life. Um, I can stream one game on my laptop while I have another one on the Roku on the TV. It's That's so been a good. godsend in Mountain West season. It's so good. I got CBS Sports Network back after yeah. uh, a different cable provider tried to jack me up on prices. Oh. I told him, you know, stick it where the sun don't shine. So Fubo <laughs> is where it's at, man. I got Altitude, CBS Sports, NFL Network, MLB Network. I was yeah. able to watch uh, Todd Helton, Todd Father, finally make the Hall of Fame Let's on Fubo. Let's go, Todd. Let's go, Rockies. Yeah, I recorded the game on a FS1 yesterday missed a couple minutes early because I'm putting the little one to bed. You know, a late game last night. Caught up. Easy. Perfect. Peasy. The best. 140 plus live channels of sports shows, movies, and news. Stream live TV from any device. Best way to watch any Colorado sports from any device. No contract, no cable, no hassle. There's Just sign so up and start watching, guys. Yeah. It's super easy. Watch all of the college basketball and NFL playoff action with Fubo. Go to www.fubotv.com slash DNVR. Sign up for 15% off your first month of Fubo Pro. Nice. I really Hell do yeah, love bro. Fubo. I, oh. I, they're like, People complain about the price. I, I'm terrified when I ask myself, what would I pay? Like how much would oh, I, I pay promise for you this? it's cheaper like, than cable. If you want to, if you oh, want a sports nice. package, that's if nice. you want access to the mountain West to really like anything outside of just like the basic ESPN CBS games, I mean, it's, it's an arm and a leg and Fubo is, is so much better. It's more convenient. 
and you get uh, DVR and recording f- yeah. included. Yep. No, yep. you know, no extra charge. You don't need an extra box or any of that BS. It's a lot of extra. Cha- I I basically with Fubo and internet paid separately saved a hundred dollars a month off of what I was paying by bundling those. And then with that extra hundred, you add some streaming services. Beautiful Good to stuff. Go. Yeah. All right, let's get into our Mountain West Power Rankings. Yes, we had a ton of movement. <laughs> you want to take a swig of the, the whiskey? You're getting dared. Oh, actually, I someone tried and something has happened to the core. So <laughs> I know, I know, Joey B, you're 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 coming at me as you should. Um, but I actually think I have a, a bailout card here. Now, what I can do for you is we can announce. Shobi moved to the afternoons, which is better for everyone next week. 4 p.m. from now on. And on a 4 p.m. show, if the vibe is right, if you guys show up correct, something like that is far from off the table. I won't commit to anything. I'll just tell you not off the table. So tune in next week, Thursday at 4, and bless you to producer Yaya. Say this: If CSU wins the Mountain West, I'll do okay. take a couple of break brews and Stone Cold Steve Austin it live <laughs> on camera. How about that? Sounds. Am- I want to see that. I want. There's see my that promise so to you, Nation. Yes. They win the regular season Mountain West title. I will Stone Cold Steve Austin this bitch. Yeah. All right. Let's let's get into the power rankings. And yes, Joey B. I will. I will as well. So you got it, man. Also. um, I'll do something crazy if they win the tournament too. We'll think of some suggestions. I'll be in <laughs> if they Vegas. Win the tournament, it's like holy shit! I mean, we're going streaking down Colfax. I mean, <laughs> well, that just sounds uh, like you a did, Tuesday. You on don't Colfax. mean the tournament. You're you're starting with Mount West tournament. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Oh, we they, like, if, I'm just saying. Yeah, they win the Natty, right? Like, I'm not to get a tattoo or something. We're lighting ourselves on fire. Yeah. Like, I don't know. What's I might going just retire, on. guys. I'm unfortunately <laughs> totally, like, if they win a title, totally. that might be the end of DNVR Rams <laughs> because I'm just like, I we can't go anywhere from here. This <laughs> right. this is it. DNVR Rams just becomes a live stream of a plaque that says, "Here lies the memory of DNVR Rams." <laughs> Until they won the Natty. Justin saw the Rams win a title and his heart literally exploded. That's right. He died on the scene. Um, Oh my God. Wow. (laughs) Okay. Good stuff. All right. Shout out to everybody in the comment section. If you're listening to this as an audio only podcast down the line, I know this has been a little bit more all over the place than usual, but it's why you got to tune in for these live shows. Yes. It's fun. Um, I appreciate you guys in the comment section dearly. I've yeah, got Fresno State at 11. Um, Movement at the bottom. We love to see it. We've got some Air Force has risen. He has <laughs> risen. <laughs> they, have, uh, they have flying high, you could say. Fresno, they had a chance. They came storming back the other night, or Boise was beating them pretty significantly. Air Force actually took, or uh, Fresno actually took the lead, and then they just completely choked it away, and I get so frustrated with them. This and, lead, uh, Yeah. There's they no almost got Wyoming too, like on. Well, it's all these bottom Wyoming, teams, and that's yeah. what's scary. And that's again yeah. when I say, you know, like I think the path to a title is very—it's not unrealistic, but you know, you got to remember just how challenging it is and how how little leeway you have at this point. Like the Air Forces, the Fresnos, the San Jose States of the world, when they play their game, they are capable of hanging with you. And some of these teams have already thrown a wrench in the, the tight and you know, UNLV is a great example on their best night. They beat Boise on the road and then they just get housed by air force at home. Like it's, 
it's going to be a wild ride. Um, the emotion is not done. I do also want to make that clear. Like they're not going to run the table from here on out. Rams. Yeah. Well, anybody, think anyone, anyone, yeah. no, Take um, your pick. I mean, that's the thing. Just like San Diego state, they both have four losses already. Two road losses for the, the Aztecs already as well. Yeah. Um, San Jose state. I have them next eight and 11, one and a five. Your guys, my guys. Um, I love Cardenas. I love Tim miles. They play hard against everyone. And again, I really do think they are going to be a thorn in the side that costs one of these top six teams. Um, one of these bottom three teams at least will be, but I do think it's a pretty significant gap with these bottom three and then everyone else. And then we'll go air force right above them who damn near beat CSU absolutely destroyed UNLV in their own building. Weird things happen in Vegas all the time. That was the weirdest thing to happen in Vegas this year. No kidding, man. Destroyed from the get go. Becker, Bo Becker comes out, hits like four threes in the first five minutes. And they, I mean, they were up like 36 at one point in that game. It was almost a 40 plus point victory. Yeah. The state of Colorado really owns UNLV. They had a week against, uh, we needed that poor rebels. We needed that Colorado as a whole. Um, Wyoming seventh. They're 10 and nine overall three and three in the Did league. Did you skip UNLV at eight? Oh yeah. I don't even want to talk about them. Let's put UNLV at eight. Their inconsistency frustrates the hell out of They're me. They're nuts, man. Um, they are nuts. UNLV is good enough to be a top three team. Yeah. I almost put them at 11 after that lost air force just because it was so it's the worst. They have the two worst losses in the mountain West this year. They lost at Southern at home earlier this year. Yeah. They got absolutely destroyed at home now by air force. I think the Boone brothers, I think the talent that they have, they should be higher because you've seen that ceiling and what it is, but man, there's, I think there's gotta be a, a coaching change happening there in UNLV. I, I don't like to say stuff like that. I'm not trying to wish ill against a, I don't know, Kevin Kruger, but nobody does less with more at this point. So Hell yeah, We've got him at uh, eight, Wyoming at seven. Wyoming's climbing a little bit. They are better than you thought going in. About what I expected. Basically, I knew that they weren't going to be a great team. You knew they were going to be okay because Linder's a good coach and he's a great recruiter. He's able to go out and find these diamonds in the rough and he's always able to find like one or two guys that's going to be a nice piece. I expected them kind of like CSU from last year to take... um, a major step in the right direction. I didn't think it would be anywhere remotely on par with the Rams. And I know technically speaking, they have the same conference record right now, but it's, it's going to even out. Yeah. Huge game though. I mean, you, you can't afford to lose this if you're CSU and, um, cannot. I struggle. I put CSU at six. I think Low struggling, mark of the season. I think losing two out on the road, then barely winning two at home. And now, you know, dropping this one, I think you got to put them below Nevada who I have at five because of the head to head result. Even though Nevada yeah. lost three straight before that, you have the same conference record. Yep. Got to put them below boys. He was five and one in conference. I, it's the thing is I was, I was trying to go through it and I was like, I think I could make the argument that I do think they are better than Nevada and losing to Nevada in their own building. That doesn't change my opinion of that. But I do think when you also factor in, you know, the couple of games before that, and the head to head, I think you got to give it to Nevada since they won by double digits. Fair to say this, that, so a month into the season, non-conference, we kind of thought there's a top tier 
And then there's a second tier. That second tier has kind of just joined up with the top tier to create a power six. Yeah. I don't think anybody is drastically better than anybody yeah. right now. So fair to say that second tier better than we expected going into the year. Yeah. Yeah. The middle and, and, and then the bottom, we just said that bottom three friskier than we thought. I mean, the worst team in your league is eight and 11 more than almost three months into the year. I That's know. not bad. I know. At four, uh, I went San Diego State. Um, they dropped a couple of road That's games. Crazy. So I basically have them in the same spot that CSU was in after they had lost a couple of road games. I'm still very high on them. I wonder if they have the shot making to outlast a, a team like Nevada, for instance. Like I think Nevada would have beat San Diego State last night when you know Lucas and Blackshear are doing what they're doing. How do they combat in a game where two teams are going tit for tat? That's my only worry about the Aztecs because I think... Like when they when they get out and you know they're able to set the tone physically, they find their conference or their confidence. Good luck. But what is it going to be if they're going against a Isaiah who goes for thirty five or like a Lucas you know who has a career night like he did against CSU? Do they have a guy that's capable of outside of Ladie? Exactly. You know, knocking down enough shots to keep them in it. Very interesting. Very interesting to see how they have find their groove parallel month to the Rams in a lot of ways. Yeah. And I, I still, if you put a knife to my back, I still think San Diego state and CSU are the teams that I would most bet on to make a run in a tournament, like who I would trust the most. Now, I, I think some of these other teams and we're going to get into them here are very capable. I've got Boise state at three. Um, We'll just Utah State at two, New Mexico at one. We'll talk about all of them. I think everybody has flaws. You know, Boise State, I wondered, they don't have a true facilitator. You know, do they have somebody that could create something against a, a really stout defensive effort like from a San Diego State or a Utah State, especially in, in a road scenario? At home, Boise's really hard to beat. All these teams are hard to beat at home. Utah State, as great as great Osabor is Osabor is is somebody else able to knock down enough shots, yeah, you know, in a game yeah. if he gets into foul trouble. And New Mexico, who's just red hot right now, four straight wins, all by double digits. They got two top twenty-five wins, followed that up now with two straight road wins against lower competition, but that's what you gotta do. Yeah. Like and they won very comfortably. So that that's I wanna give them credit. Like I'm not trying to poke holes in what they did. Right. Style points for sure. But I mean, like we've seen them have really inconsistent stretches and as electric as Jalen House is, his emotion can like really take them out of a game at times. So it's all of these teams like on the right night. Damn, you don't want to face them. And Mm -hmm. we caught Nevada on that night last night. All of these teams are beatable, though. Yes. Including CSU, which we have found out. Neutral field. How many of the top six is CSU favored over? Well, I think I honestly think you could take these top six and for the most part, they'd all be favored at home and they'd all be dogs on the road. Maybe you get like right now, New Mexico is really hot. Maybe they would be favored at Nevada by like, two or something, one and a half. Um, but if we were setting lines for the Mountain West tournament in a neutral site oh, in a neutral? right now, 
who's CSU a dog to and who's CSU favored against? Probably favored against Nevada, Boise State, right? We can say that. I think so. And I kind of like the matchup against New Mexico to some extent. New Mexico, I can see go. New Mexico, I think, would be a pick them. Or potentially even the Rams a point or two underdog. Utah State. It's today, but you know, I mean, Utah State, I think, would be a pick them on a neutral court. Okay. San Diego State probably favored just by brand. Yeah. 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 By brand. Because, you know, this is more of a stock watch whose stock is up, whose stock is down. New Mexico stock way up. Boise stock way up. San Diego State, CSU down. But that's another way of kind of assessing where do you think the balance of power lies right now? That's a good way to look at it. Just it's going to be interesting, man. I mean, it, like, it's, <laughs> I just want Ram fans to buckle up. That's all I'm saying. Because the, the journey gets no easier from here. Um, they're not in a risk of losing an NCAA tournament bid anytime soon. Now, obviously you never say never, like anything could happen. If they had an epic collapse, I'd be absolutely heartbreaking. Yeah. I think legitimately they could go 500 in the mountain West and still probably get like a 13, 12, 13 seed. So I, I think they have a lot of room to fall before we're in that spot. I don't think they're out of the mountain West title race, but I think, you know, as we have said, you're going to have to run a four minute mile at this point, you know, to, to do it. And with a team like Isaiah Neek with a, a coaching staff as, as good as this one, I wouldn't put it past them, but we'll see. And doing yeah. so in this league where the top six are all capable of, you know, hanging with each other. It's, it's just going to be tough. This league is as good as it's ever been. It's kind of like Ram luck. You have this run. And of course the whole league elevates with you. <laughs> But it's fun. And this is what big time college basketball is. If if you watch Big 12 ACC basketball wins, you know, you'll watch a team like Kansas beat TCU by 30 at home, go on the road and lose to that same team by 12. Yeah. Road yeah. wins do not come easy. There's in no legitimate basketball wins. conferences. And that yeah. is what the Mountain West is. The Mountain West is a high major basketball conference as of this point. They're in position to get twice as many teams into the, the big dance as the Pac-12. Because of that, you have to understand there's going to be some bumps along the way. Now, this has been in an extended period of time of which the Rams have not like looked like they're you know, full-functioning self. We want to get back to that sports car mode. They've got to fine-tune a couple of things here. But their ceiling is still incredibly high. They're still in the mix. All of these other teams still have to go out on the road and play each other too. Like we've seen it. Like I just, I think it's really easy to think like, oh, this is only happening to CSU. San Diego state got their ass kicked on the road in the pit. Then they struggled in Boise. Like it's just going to be one of those seasons where the road wins are few and far between. And you would have liked to have stole one of these first three because realistically stealing one of those first three probably like a, a more realistic path, you know, than going into the pit or going into Viejas and taking one, but you never know. We've seen them do it before. We just got to see how the season plays out. And at the end of the day, like if nothing else, you know, you should be in a very good position come selection Sunday for a, a you know, premium bid. And totally road wins don't come comfortably though. I mean, that's, that's what that whole power rankings exercise was. And that's why New Mexico's number one. That's the one team that's won comfortably on the road. But when they were in Moby, what happened? 
Um, and look, the Rams have a nice little stretch because you get a couple of those games on the road that I feel like you can steal mm-hmm. Wyoming Fresno coming up. You have to, I mean, realist, that's the thing. Like if they lose this game against Wyoming, there's going to be a lot of panic again. I don't think they're in a spot where it's like, Oh no, they're going to miss the tournament. Now that would be their first metric wise, like bad loss of the season as they're standing right now, three true road losses and then a, lo- uh, a loss to St. Mary's at home. None of those are going to kill you. Damn St. Mary's. But a loss to Wyoming on the road yeah, or at home. But I yeah. mean, a loss to any of those bottom teams, that's going to kill you. And that's where this league is hard because that game is harder than what you're going to get credit for. If you win it, it's going to be like, good job. You did exactly what you're supposed to do, even though it's beating a team that's found some momentum on the road and is your true rival. But... If you want to be taken seriously as a contender, these are the games you have to win. There's some slack. You can lose some of these games to their top six teams. You can't lose to a Wyoming on the road. You yep. got to win it, period. And three of your next five are at home, and the two road games are Wyoming and Fresno. I think you got to go four and one over this five to stay put, and I think you really got to hope for five and oh. Five and oh, Justin. Five oh, and oh. That's the hope. But I know, but... It, you lost ground a little bit the last couple of weeks. This is where you make it up. You know, like if this you are is, realistically going to contend for a up. conference title and I'll, and you take care of business at Moby. Like that's, you know, you're really a top half team of this league. You take care of business on the road against the easy ones and you take care of business at Moby. I'm with you. That's the goal, baby. Shout out to everybody in the comment section. Shout out Love to everybody this. listening to this podcast yes. down the line. Y'all make my dreams come true. Shout out to Yaya on Thank the you. sticks. Always proud to be. Much love, y'all. Peace. Peaches out of Palisades, sweet as mama's marmalade. This shit sound like summer days, the windows down on harmony. The family band sing harmonies, my daddy played the drums. My mama slapped that bass, my sister sang these songs. Dancing under canopies, we thank the trees for all their leaves. We are just some drops of water, together make up seven seas. And one day I'll be like my father, one day I will learn to breathe. I'm choking on the thought that I am not the man I want to be. I got blood on my shirt, like I wear my heart on my sleeve. She said I look good in red, but that went straight to my head. So now she's rocking my teeth, tucked into new prodigies. And we ain't spoken a month, but I just saw her last week. The lipstick stain still on my cheek, like we ain't talk enough. And we always seem to laugh, but never nod at us. So the future's looking grim, it's kinda ominous. And this song ain't about love, that'd be too obvious. See, this is more about lust and all of my misconceptions. And this is more about me and all of my self-deception. I'll tell myself a lie 100 times, don't need corrections. But every night I pray to God, I hope I learn my lesson. And the peaches out from Palisade. And they sweet as mama's marmalade. And this should sound like summer days, the windows down on harmony. The family band sing harmonies, my daddy played the drums. And my mama slapped that bass, and my sister sang these songs. Dancing hand in hand, we were tripping two left feet. Like a middle school slow dance, no one knew how to lead. But I'm still thankful for these days, they put a smile.